What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Toma Todito Show. It's been a while since I've been on this, uh, behind this mic or in front of this mic talking to you all. Uh, just, hey, life, life is just taken to me. I had a, I had several brief delays already, several delays, actually not brief. They've been long delays by weeks at a time earlier this year. Twice it's happened to me. And this is the third one that, that I experienced, but, but I'm back at it. And every chance that I get to, uh, to speak to you all, I, I jump on it. I want to talk about Ring City USA. I, I did an episode on them previewing their format, their premise last year. And, uh, so if you have a chance, go look at the, uh, go look at the, uh, the repertoire of episodes that I have up. You could either find them on YouTube or you could find them, um, through my podcast here as I'm linking them to you. Um, Instagram, you could go ahead and check that out. It happened late last year. I, as Ring City was getting ready to launch, the premise was to be somewhat of a Tuesday night fights on USA Boxing, something of a throwback to the Friday night fights or Wednesday night fights as it began on ESPN years back. Uh, it, it was just, ABC Sports used to have boxing back in the day, and it was a throwback to the up-and-coming contenders facing against the young prospects or the young prospects facing off against the tried-and-true journeymen of the career, fighters trying to fight and revive their careers, uh, fighters looking to retire and end up having a great showing. Uh, also, this is a throwback to Showbox the, the next generation, which usually focuses on prospects more so than on journeymen. Um, HBO After Dark, perfect example. I'll give you one. This is a huge throwback, right? Perfect example. HBO After Dark, early 2000s, Mickey Ward versus Arturo Gatti. The night that Mickey Ward was supposed to retire, that was his last fight as he was planning on retiring after the conclusion of the Arturo Gatti fight. He took that fight and ends up becoming the fight that everybody's talking about. And they end up having three fights after that. Fast forward uh, to the movie that they end up recording. Mark Wahlberg ends up playing Mickey Ward after that. And so that's the premise that Ring City USA was going for. They started out of the wildcard gym, uh, uh, made famous by Freddie Roach and Manny Pacquiao, of course. But Ring City has put on some amazing shows this 2021. They're on fire Check them out because they're the ones that kick off your weekend on Thursdays is when they focus on putting those events on. So to date, they've put on three amazing events uh, in the month of March, let alone. All three cards were featured out of, uh, out of Puerto Rico, uh, La Isla del Encanto. So all cards, right? March 4th, Brandon Adams uh, against Sergi Boachuk. Uh, that fight, Adams knocked out Boachuk in the eighth round. Back and forth type of fight, handing Boachuk the first defeat of his career. Adams uh, proving to be a tough opponent for anyone who's willing to step in the ring with him in the in the light middleweight division, the 154 or super welterweight, as some recognize it. March 18th, next card that Ring City puts out again, live from Puerto Rico. Uh, we see an all-out war between Ángel Fierro and Alberto Machado. If you didn't check that fight out, go to YouTube, check that fight out. It's amazing. They were also live on Twitch as they were featuring these fights. Junior lightweight division. So in the 130, we saw Machado drop Fierro uh, in the first round. And in the second round, he hurt Fierro in the third round. By the fourth round, Angel Fierro starts coming back, begins to switch momentum to his favor. And uh, by the early stages of the sixth round, he put Machado away. Coming away with the knockout win in emphatic fashion. That fight 
could very well be a fight of the year candidate. It was an amazing fight. March 25th, we fast forward. This was the last of the cards that Ring City USA would be hosting out of Puerto Rico. Uh, and of course, leave it to Ring City to put on uh, a closing card in Puerto Rico and by bringing a big star out of Puerto Rico, right? None other than Amanda Serrano was headlining that event. Um, that was a few days after the Fort Worth uh, episodes that I put out as uh, Sanias Estrada was newly crowned out in Fort Worth, Texas in the undercard of Ortiz and Maurice Hooker. This was the Thursday directly after that event. And Senias Estrada ends up making an appearance on Ring City. She joins the commentary team for Ring City and was there all night. She did an amazing job in the commentary uh, as part of the commentary crew. And of course, the living legend Amanda Serrano ends up uh, discarding Daniela Bermudez out of Argentina. Uh, Serrano secures her 40th win and her 30th knockout uh, with this uh, with this victory. She ends up uh, stopping Bermudez uh, in the ninth round with uh, with a nasty body shot. Uh, Serrano has now collected the, the IBO title by having won that fight, and she holds the WBC and the WBO featherweight titles. So with that said, that opens that opened the uh, the forum for who's going to be the next fighter to face Amanda Serrano. The fight that had been scheduled multiple times against the famous Katie Taylor. Or would we see her against Yelena Mergenovic, who was who struggled this past December, um, had a tough fight this past December, but ended up coming out victorious. Uh, now. Mergenovich actually fought on the final card of Ring City this past April 22nd. Yelena Mergenovich out of Canada, she ends up fighting. When when that card closed with Amanda Serrano, Amanda Serrano ends up talking about wanting Katie Taylor, maybe unifying with Yelena Mergenovich if she's uh, successful. Ring City USA had put a halt on their up-and-coming episodes. They disclosed that they were going to be in a a secret location for their next card and uh, and taking a few weeks back. That secret location happened to be uh, none other than the U.S. Military Academy uh, in West Point, New York. And that's where Yelena Mergenovich faced Erica Cruz. Now, that fight, with Yelena Mergenovich winning that fight, that would be basically a perfect setup to face Amanda Serrano. And Ring City USA was going to be responsible for making that fight happen. Erica Cruz had other plans, and she ends up throwing um, the obstacle. She became the obstacle. She throws the uh, the, the branch on the road, uh, and uh, and derailed the the plans. Erica Cruz uh, stops uh, Mergenovich's fifth uh, title defense attempt. Uh, Erica Cruz is the new WBA featherweight champ and uh and she had a great showing heavy-handed erica cruz um tough fighter come forward type of fighter uh she just continued to land these combinations from the body up which is very rare to see nowadays you usually see the boxers fight upwards um or maybe like the uh like like avispa ortiz against enias estrada where they focus on the body and try to lunge from um looping hooks uh, from the body uh, more so than the top. Erica Cruz had a very, very good plan to where she would initiate her combinations from the body and end them up high. Instead of up down, she went down up and she was having success time and time again the entire fight. 
Yelena Marjanovic was a bloody mess by the end of that fight. There was a couple headbutts that took place in the fight. Not intentional. It's just the way that the fighters were, the, the, the positioning of the fighters. They were, they were basically, um, uh, causing the, the clash, the, the clash of heads was inevitable because of their styles. They were both leaning forward and leaning in. Um, Yelena Marjanovic, a bloody mess, loses her title, unsuccessful in her fifth title defense of the WBA featherweight strap. Uh, Erica Cruz was a long shot, right? She walks into this with the 12 and 1 record, um, to Yelena Marjanovic's veteran record, uh, 41 and 10 with two draws, 19 knockouts. Erica Cruz only had three knockouts. The fight ends up getting stopped and it goes to the, to the scorecards where Erica Cruz ends up getting the, uh, the decision. So it, it was just, it was just, uh, awesome, right? The, the referee stops the fight in the seventh round. Um, hard to deny Cruz from this title. Hard to deny that Cruz did enough to, to win this title. This was not a fluke. This was not a robbery. Erica Cruz earned it and she is the WBA champ now. Will she get a shot at Amanda Serrano? Maybe. Maybe Amanda Serrano will be interested. Who knows? But with that said, Katie Taylor, Katie Taylor herself actually fought uh, Natasha Jonas on in the undercard of Dillian, Dillian White, of, uh, on the undercard of the Joseph Parker, Derek Chisora uh, fight that took place uh, or the event that took place just a, just a, a week back, May 1st, actually. So Katie Taylor ends up coming away with the decision in what was a hard fought fight with, um, with the Olympic, uh, the Olympic veteran and, uh, and, and the very, very skilled, refined boxing of Natasha Jonas. Uh, it was an awesome fight, back and forth type of fight. Uh, Katie Taylor walks away with the decision. She retains her titles and now she sets up that perfect that perfect matchup against Amanda Serrano, if they could actually come to terms this time around, if they could come to an agreement as far as weight, as far as um, as money, uh, which is what got in the way the last time that they were supposed to uh, to fight each other, that fight got delayed. Uh, it got it got moved. They changed dates. Then there was issues and blah blah blah, and then it never came to fruition. So hopefully. Since with Yelena Marjanovic out of the way, hopefully this sets up, uh, this allows for Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor that, that matchup to finally happen. If it doesn't happen, because the Katie Taylor fight with Jonas was so close, so tight, it was such, such a high skilled, uh, highly fought, high level style of boxing that they, that these two young ladies fought with. They very well could see each other again. I don't think there's a, an immediate call for a rematch, but it was that good of a fight. It was that good of a showing by Jonas and by Katie Taylor, where I wouldn't doubt it if they set up a rematch uh, and they end up headlining their own event. That should have been a headlining event in itself, but of course it was the undercard of the Chisora uh, Parker fight and what was a stacked card uh, that event. So Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, it's there. It's there for the taking with Yelena Marjanovic out of the way. Now, if Amanda Serrano doesn't want to wait too long, I'm sure Erica Cruz is going to jump at the, uh, at the opportunity of facing a living legend like Amanda Serrano and they'll go for the unification in that featherweight, uh, in that featherweight division. So with that said, Ring City USA is who I want to give a huge shout out to because they continuously deliver. They are top to bottom entertaining cards and kudos to the matchmakers at Ring City USA because they are picking these cards perfectly. 
whether it's just like I said at the beginning of this episode, whether it's prospect versus journeyman, whether it's two fighters that are at the crossroads of their career, whether it's a contender versus a prospect, uh, versus or or if it's two fighters that are just looking to uh, to survive their careers, the way that the matchmaking has taken place, even the championship fights have been great. The contender in Erica Cruz taking Yelena Marjanovic, the contender in Daniela Bermudez giving a tough fight to Amanda Serrano. Uh, look at Adams and Boachuk, uh, Fierro Machado. Like it, It's just constant, right? And Ring City, the matchmaking there, Ring City USA, the matchmakers there, amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Kudos to them. Cheers to them. Salud. I, I cheer you to, uh, with, uh, with my whiskey. Uh, and, uh, from afar, uh, it, it's, listen, I, I Ring City USA announces they don't have any, any comeback date yet. April 22nd seems to be where they, where they stopped that. So they haven't announced when the next card's taking place. But if you haven't seen Ring City USA or you haven't caught any other cards, go to YouTube, catch up. Do some catching up. It's bound to be entertaining. It's worth your while. And, uh, and I cheer you from afar. Uh, I can't wait till they come back. It's must watch TV. It's must watch boxing. And they are sensational. The shows that they are putting together. Um, Jamel Herring, as a matter of fact, was part of the, uh, part of the, the commentary card on one of these, uh, one of these last, uh, last events. Jamel Herring. He was successful in defeating uh, none other than Carl Frampton uh, April 3rd at the beginning of April. He was part of the commentary. Uh, I believe it was actually for this April 22nd card. And, uh, and he's awesome as a, as a commentator. Uh, Jamel Herring is a who's who of the 130 division. He's most likely going to be getting in the ring in a unification bout against newly crowned uh, uh, Valdez, who defeated uh, Burchelt. Uh, and took the titles from Burchelt. So Herring and, and Valdez would be an amazing, amazing fight and possibly one that I would want to be there present and live to. Uh, Herring defeats, uh, Carl Frampton. Carl Frampton, Frampton ends up calling it a day at the, uh, at the conclusion of the fight in the ring. He walks away, um, uh, hangs the gloves up. Wow. It was, uh, it, it was that was an amazing fight in itself. If you didn't get a chance to watch that, uh, go back and visit that fight because it just happened about a month ago at the beginning of April. Herring uh, dropped Carl Frampton twice, two knockdowns en route to the spectacular six round TKO that he produced. He stops Carl Frampton uh, in the sixth round, uh, retains his WBO junior lightweight title. This happened in Dubai. Uh, it, it's something that I had seen happen, right? Not to discredit Carl Frampton. Carl Frampton is the, maybe the heavier puncher. He was a shorter fighter. So he had to get inside of, uh, of Herring's reach, which he had some success, uh, during the fight. But Herring was just the true professional, stayed, kept Carl Frampton at bay, used his reach, used his strength, and just boxed. Just boxed from the outside, uh, which proved to be the key. He executed his plan perfectly and, uh, and once the knockdowns happened, uh, Herring was en route to taking over that fight. You saw the desperation happening, or, or you could also see that you, you, you could see the desperation taking place on the, uh, the Frampton team and, um, and Carl Frampton himself started fighting a little bit, a little bit looser and a little bit wilder and, uh, which worked to Herring's, to Herring's style and Herring's, uh, approach that night. So Shakur Stevenson sitting on the sidelines, Shakur Stevenson calling out for Jamel Herring, but I think Jamel Herring and, uh, and Oscar Valdez would be the best, 
the best uh, of the matchups uh, at the moment. That would be an amazing, a hell of a unification bout in the 130-pound division. Uh, again, Carl Frampton calls it a career, uh, hangs up the gloves, retires as a former world champion, and he was part of some amazing, amazing fights. If you have a chance to go look at some Carl Frampton highlights, uh, check them out because that's also worthwhile. Carl Frampton against Josh Warrington. Carl Frampton in his two fights against Leo Santa Cruz, uh, against Nonito Donaire, against Scott Quigg. Wow. I mean, Carl Frampton was a who's who in boxing. He was awesome to watch each time out. He calls it a career with a 28 and 3 record and 16 knockouts and, uh, and having been a former world champion himself. So Jamel Herring moving on to bigger things. Carl Frampton moving on to be with his family and enjoy, uh, the money that he's made in his illustrious career and keep an eye out for the 130 pound division because it's bound to get really, really, really interesting as well. Um, so I leave you with that. And of course, this episode, I go back to the beginning. This was an homage to Ring City USA, who's doing amazing things in the sport of boxing and bringing back that excitement uh, uh, in the sport of boxing and, and kicking off the weekends. Every time that they put a card, they're usually hosting their cards on Thursdays. So what a way to kick off your, uh, your weekend and get some boxing early uh, at the end of the week or early in your weekend. So I'll see you guys. Welcome back to the Tomatolito Show, and I promise uh, I won't have as huge a delay as I've experienced a couple times already this 2021. I'll be bringing some more episodes your way uh, here in the coming days. Take care of yourselves. Have a good night.